Because we're so close to Christmas, now's kind of the time of year where we do a lot of look backs at the year in review and what a year it's been to unpack. <laughs> so right now, uh, going to do that with our next guest. We have our president and CEO of the EE football team, Chris Presson, joining us. Chris, good morning. Good morning, Chelsea. And I think we have Morley with us as well. We were maybe having some technical issues, but I do think Morley is there. Oh, maybe we don't maybe. have him. Maybe he's not. <laughs> Maybe he's kicking off early. Look, I mean, we're a week away from Christmas. It's kind of the time where most people mail it in anyways. So understandable. Maybe we'll get him, Chris. Maybe we won't. We've had a few conversations now with you on Friday morning for the last, I think for the last seven weeks we've been doing this. 630 Football Friday is powered by Touchback Safety. There have been a few themes, Chris, that we have touched on um, several times, um, namely the name change. Um, I want to get into that first because there was a CFL Twitter poll on the new name. Um, some names kind of coming to the forefront. We saw Elks, the Elk, um, the Express. I don't know if you saw, did you see that poll? And what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I thought it was uh, it was appropriate. I think those uh, are some of the names that have certainly seemingly have risen to the top over the course of the last couple of months. But I would say to people, keep an open mind. Uh, there could be more names out there. I'm not saying that there are. I'm just saying that there could be. So keep an open mind. Don't focus on only the four names on the Twitter poll, which Chelsea mentioned. But I do think of those four, the majority of them are pretty solid. Now, when it comes to name changes, we've seen this happen in um, well, for quite a few other teams. We saw, namely, the Indians this week changing their name under under pressure. Um, what do you think this means for sports moving forward in terms of all of these teams? You know, kind of kind of changing names. I mean, you've really dealt with what that looks like on the back end, having to really go through all of the administration side and you know, changing everything when it comes to merge. It's a big undertaking. It is, and I think uh, there's just a greater recognition now across the scope of the world, and sports has seemingly gotten a bit of a, a pass over the last many, many years, and now, uh, thankfully, sports teams are recognizing that they are a part of uh, everyday lives that affect everyday people and are taking actions to, uh, to acknowledge that. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a move and a step in the right direction. When you're looking back at the year that was 2020, a year that most people would like to forget, is is the name change for the club some of one of the biggest things that you look back on, or is it primarily COVID and the fact the lack of a season? That's a great question, and it's a hard question. I would say uh, they're equally uh, challenging, right? I think the reason being is, uh, it, for me, being new, I was unprepared for both. I was unprepared for the name change and, and the wave that came with that, and certainly we, we reacted in an appropriate way. And then the same with COVID, like everyone else. I was totally unprepared for that, as we all were. And I think initially everybody thought it would be a two or three week uh, thing. And then, you know, when you're sitting here almost a year later, realizing that it's still ongoing and it's it's as bad as it's been. Uh, I think those are the two biggest challenges that I have had since being here, uh, you know, 14, 15 months. Yeah. Not to mention this is, as you said, you know, really you've been here for just over a year. What a strange thing to, to take on. I mean, did you feel that you were, that you were equipped to do this? Or are you looking back and thinking that was a challenge in my career and I'm glad that I made it through? Or is this a year that you would like to just forget and pretend never happened? You know what? I, I Probably all of the above, but I will say one of the things I try to do because, you know, over the course of, of my time in, in sports, I, 
you know, have always been put in positions to learn more. And I look at this as that same opportunity where I was put in a position where I, I don't know that any of us were equipped to handle it, but man, did I learn and have I learned and do I continue to learn so much every day? And that's one of the biggest things I like about my job. Now, I would have preferred it didn't come in a moment of crisis, but nonetheless, it's made me a better human being and it's made me a better CEO and president for our team for sure. I would imagine, too, a lot of times you really reflect and and think about what the league needs moving forward. Has it kind of lended itself to any new ideas about how things are going to run differently? It has. And I think uh, the old saying, you know, never, never waste a, a crisis. I don't remember who said it, and I know that's not exact, but you know, not wasting crisis moments and, and the opportunity to learn from those is something that we've really been focused on. And a lot of innovation across the scope of the world comes from moments just like this. Mm-hmm. And for us, we're realizing we need to be different coming out of this. The challenge is fiscally. Um, so how do we do that knowing that we really need to watch every dollar we spend? And that's the challenge for 2021. Yeah, big, big challenge, I would imagine. Uh, we're chatting right now. To Hi, Chris- guys. With, yeah, I'm just oh, going to reset and I'm introduce back. you, Morley. Morley joining us now as we're chatting with Chris Preston, president and CEO of the EE it, football team. Morley, did you just not feel like being here on time? Or, I mean, it's Friday, Well, no, I had, like, to, I had to get... I had to get some duct tape out and some tin foil and fix my equipment, so it's uh, <laughs> it is now put back together. <laughs> I MacGyvered it all, and uh, we're getting back on the air. So that is certainly good news. Hey, Chris, how are you today? I'm good, Morley. How are you? I, I'm I'm doing better now. Thanks very much. Uh, I, I was going to ask you um, if if there's collectors out there, uh, you might want to take part uh, in something now at the at your store because I saw a tweet this week that said. Uh, when the new year hits, there'll be no more uh, old merchandise for sale, and we'll be kind of turning the clock and turning the page and moving forward to the to the new uh, the new stuff and the new name and everything. Is is that the case after the, uh, after case. the new year? Yeah. Yeah. With discontinuation of our of our former name, we don't intend to sell anything with that name on it beyond the end of the year. And so it is truly your last chance to purchase merchandise with our former name on it. And uh, as you said, a good collector's item and something that uh, if you're interested in it, make sure you do it before New Year's Eve. And I also noticed there's some big sales on too. So uh, not only do you get the collector's item, but you don't have to pay as much for it as you as you normally would. So that uh, that certainly is uh, is cool to hear. All right, can I ask you maybe the most important Christmas question that there is out there? Of course. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie in your house? Oh my God, Morley. <laughs> oh man, that is a great question, but I would have to go. It sounds like Chelsea and I might be on the same page on this one. I'm going to have to go with a no. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's not in the realm of discussion. All right, that's a little, I'm a little disappointed, but that's that's the Christmas Eve movie at my house every year. So come uh, on, we all. Well, I will it. say yeah. we watched uh, Grinch the other night, and it was trending as the second most watched. Uh, show at that time across the country. So uh, maybe you should check that out. It's just such a good one. I support that. I actually watched Elf for the first time this year. A couple weeks ago, we watched Elf, which is I've never seen it before. It's it's funny. Yeah, he is just hilarious. Chris, I'm wondering because you you and your family are here from the States and now this is is your second Christmas in Canada. Have you adopted any kind of new traditions or what does Christmas look different now that you're spending in Canada? 
You know, we have not do- adopted any new traditions, although I'm sure we will create some in due time. But, you know, typically we'll do the the normal traditions that I think a lot of people do, the Christmas Eve gift that every child of ours gets to open one. And, of course, it's the worst gift that we give them, right? So they're not really <laughs> excited about it. We sometimes do the matching pajamas, which we've done over the course of the last 10 years probably. We do hot dogs on Christmas Eve. And then the one thing you guys should do if you haven't, for the listeners out there, is the saran wrap ball. Have you ever done that? No. What is that? You've got to do it. So you get saran wrap, and you can put packs of M&Ms. You can put $5 bills, $20 bills, and you can put a $100 bill in the center, and you just wrap it in layers, right? And so the circumference of the ball itself can be two or three feet. Ours is usually about two. It's like a big medicine ball, and each family member, you pass it around, you get 10 seconds to unwrap it, and whatever you can get during that time is what you get. And, and throughout, because it's clear, you can see what's in the ball as well. So it's a pretty cool thing. Lasts about 10 or 15 minutes, but I know my family and I, we have a lot of fun with it. I well, love this idea, and I love that you have hot dogs on Christmas Eve. You, you guys know what traditions to adopt. Oh, my gosh. I'm writing both of these down. <laughs> these are awesome. <laughs> Chris, we should get to a couple of listener questions. We do have one that I want to address from Darcy. Um, and I know we've asked you about this before, but just clarify this. He says, we all know what COVID has done to sports in Canada. Do you think that it might be in the interest of the CFL to bring back some excitement with an all-star game? Could it be done at the beginning or the end of the season? What do you say to that? Yeah, and I remember this came up when we very first began this segment. And the challenge around that is, you know, our players are unionized, and I'm not saying the Players Association would not do it. I would tell you, I I would guess that the Players Association, and I would tell you me as a CEO, I would be hesitant to do it because of injury. The last thing that we would want to do at the beginning or the end is to put our players in harm's way for what would be, you know, an all-star game that wouldn't count. And, you know, Trevor Harris goes down with a torn MCL. That's what we're trying to avoid. And that's why Mm -hmm. I think it would be challenging, but certainly not an idea that wouldn't be off the table. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of uh, football all star games because just for that reason it's it's just too dangerous. So much can happen in the game of football, and uh, and why take that that chance? And I guess in these times too with COVID, it's hard enough to get your regular season games going, right? Aside from getting an all star game going. That's right. And when you're playing in an all star game, not that I have, I have not, but. You know, the mind tends to work at a different pace, and it's a bit of a slower pace. And at that point, you're dealing with all premier guys who are playing not to get hurt. And typically when you play not to get hurt is exactly when you get hurt. So it would be challenging for sure. All right, Chris. Well, anything that you want to, that you want to say to EE fans uh, before, we, before we let you go? Yeah, I just want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. I know for all of us it's been a a mentally and physically and psychologically and financially challenging time. I think we all understand that just because the calendar turns to 2021 doesn't mean that all ends. But I would encourage you to be hopeful for the future. I think we're headed in the right direction. I feel like we can all see the light at the end of the tunnel, and uh, better days are ahead. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Same to you and Chelsea. Thanks, Chris. Take care. Appreciate the chats. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.